0: Hi, everyone. My name is Josiah Laubenstein, and this is the Commonweal Theater Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tim Seiler, and he and I talk about January Company. Uh, Depending on who you ask, they are either the most overworked or underworked people at the Commonweal. There's a ton of projects that we're working on here, and uh, we also give you a little sneak peek as to what's coming up later in the year. Uh, there's plenty to catch, including Josiah's Fear of Ladders, a Regina Spectre album, and the last show that Tim and I did together, which was over 14 years ago. Crazy. You don't wanna miss it. Stay tuned. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Commonweal Theater Podcast. My name is Josiah Laubenstein. Thank you so much for joining us. Also with us today is the, uh, gosh, marketing associate. He is Commonweal's style guide, grammar nerd. Uh, I don't know. He reads like a book every other day. It's Tim Seiler. Tim, how you doing? Hello. (laughs) I have, so, okay, this is, Here's a humble
1: brag. I read for the first time ever. I read ten books in January. I saw. I saw I, your post. I've never done that. That's insane. I read pretty avidly, but now we're like mid-February, and I have yet to read one book. Okay. But I've read a lot of plays.
0: I guess that kind of counts.
1: I don't count plays when I track. I think I'm doing. I'm. Keep, I'll keep a different list.
0: I think um, that's smart. Plays take like an hour to read yeah. and a book takes, well, for you only, like, a day, but for most people, like, a long time. It depends
1: on the book. Yeah. I I read some short ones. I I do have to say there were some very (laughs) short books I read
0: there, but... Gotta bump your stats up a little bit. Oh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, joining, and, yeah, we're just kind of here to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, around the commonwealth, what we sort of term as January Company, which applies to... January, February, March kind of anytime before uh, patrons are in the building and before we're, we're producing in rehearsals and producing plays. Uh, so yeah, it's sort of just like during the year there's this running joke uh, where every uh, you know, august september october november when there's something that is important that we need to do but we don't want to do it we're like ah january company will take that we'll, we'll put it on their plates <laughs> and then uh january rolls around and we all of a sudden have like a ton of stuff to do uh so yeah that's uh that's kind of what we're what we're thinking about this this podcast uh the big thing obviously on our on our to-do list is our promo photo shoot which is is actually kind of fun and i I mean, I think a lot of our patrons sort of see the like results of it, but it's one of those things that we've talked about stuff like this before. But it's one of those things where you like you put a, a ton of work in to make it look so casual and so like, oh yeah, we just got some people together and took a photo. But there's always you know a ton of stuff that goes on behind that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yesterday we were setting up the. Sh- the, the sets yeah. for the shoots. So we're doing a different look for each play. Mm-hmm. So there's five looks. And, um, you know, the, there's a dining room table in one of the scenes, in, in one of the shoots, and, you know, Adrian was like, okay, we need an oval tablecloth. <laughs> it had to be, because the, the table's oval. Um, and, you know, what color? So we wanted like an ivory or a cream, and then all of a sudden, like Kelsey or someone on the production team has to go find those things. <laughs> and, like, I don't think what, well, some things that we're asking for <laughs> for the shoot is, you know, something that we had to buy or hunt down or make. But that we also do have plentiful things, you know, we've got wine glasses or whatever that we can pull from stock, but it takes someone to actually go
0: yeah.
1: find the thing. This is all a long way of saying that Josiah and I have been planning what we want the looks, the, the, the photos to look like. And then someone has to go make it happen. And we lord in our chairs going, no, yes.
0: Yeah, that looks good. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Uh, But it was great. So yesterday was sort of seeing the fruits of that labor of like having put in a good amount of time kind of creating what we want these photos to look like. Then we saw what the production team has taken with with our ideas and sort of turned into reality. Uh, And it's pretty fun. I mean, the... The photo shoots are long days, but I, I don't know. I always have a good time with them. I mean, as an actor, it is kind of fun to, like, get into character and, you know, go have your photo taken, and eh, there's some good stuff in there. There's some really good stuff in there. Um, but yeah, yesterday yesterday went pretty well. So tomorrow and the next day are our photo shoots, and then and then we we get to take a look at what those photos look like. Um and yeah, it's the culmination about like, I think we started working on this like January 1st <laughs> or January 3rd, I guess it was our first official day back. So. Well,
1: yeah, but you could even, I mean, officially yeah. on that project. Yeah. Um, but then for me, one of my duties, <laughs> I have just so many little jobs. Um, yeah. and What's your official title? My okay, official generally. title is, shoot, it's the... <laughs> assistant director of marketing okay that assistant I, director
0: I, assistant to the director no assistant director. <laughs> <laughs> assistant director
1: now I, I used it's something like that it is close to that um, you're gonna look it up I'm gonna look it up keep going though <laughs> and um, I think the best way to maybe describe it is that I am sort of the stage manager for the marketing team more or less that while I'm not doing everything, I'm making sure that it gets done yeah. uh, to to some degree. I mean, we're a small but mighty team. Um, I run the social media. I sort of work as a advisor, planner, brainstormer for things, but then also help catch little details.
0: Yeah, um, assistant director of marketing.
1: Great, yeah. we got it. Not too the But even back, so if we, like, we're constantly... You know, right now we're in the midst of already starting to talk about what plays we're going to do in 2023. And then come June, probably, we'll start to get that narrowed down or in fact set. And then I have to start with other people distilling these big works of art into... 50 words that will make someone want to come see this play. <laughs> or less. Or, or less. less. <laughs> yeah. So already my head's sort of like, what's going to catch someone's eye? And some sometimes it's a little soul crushing, but other times it's like, no, this is, we need, we want people to come see it. We want to give them an idea of what they're getting themselves into yeah. without spoiling too much or giving anything away, but giving them a taste and a flavor. So I started kind of doing this work of like, what might this be play or musical or whatever be to someone who is just walking down the street past the theater picking yeah. up a brochure or seeing the poster yeah. um and that's like that's a big job i like anyone who writes those like little netflix <laughs> captions of like what this this little thing is about that copywriting is so hard <laughs> and fun but then it makes means that we're wrestling and fight, not we're not fighting over do we use enchanting or whimsical <laughs> for for this play um it, it becomes a game of mad libs and rushing to a thesaurus yeah which i love i love
0: yeah you do seem actually pretty uniquely suited to it uh <laughs> which is great uh the other thing is you sort of have to like you talked about kind of the patron's perspective of, like, walking down the street, you kind of have to unlearn the play a little bit. Like, you've read it. We've all read all these things, and we're really familiar with them. And so you kind of have to unlearn it just a little bit and put yourself back in those shoes of that person who literally knows nothing and is just going to see a picture. And, (laughs) you know, if we're lucky, read those 50 words. Other times, they'll just read that tagline, like a rollicking farce, and you're like, okay, great. you know.
1: Or maybe we just know that they love us so much that they're going to come see whatever. <laughs> well, here's hope. That's my hope.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty fun, though, coming up. We spent, uh, the other day, Tim, Adrian, and I were standing in the mezzanine going over for, like, the tagline for this letter for the brochure, and we just kind of tried, I don't know, Maybe two hundred or three hundred permutations oh, of this yeah. thing. I mean, we were just talking back and forth for what felt like forty five minutes after we had already had a meeting
1: about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually were having a meeting about when to record this oh, yeah. <laughs> very episode, and then um, it's like we got to get this brochure out. I mean, to, to we're doing so much work right now, and um, in the January company during this downtime <laughs> when we are not producing theater, but. We are trying to get all of our ducks in a row so that things can run as smoothly and as efficiently as possible.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so right now, uh, you know, it's, it's getting the brochure out, which is like in tip-top shape.
0: It's like really good. It's like a
1: major piece of media. We don't do a lot of printed materials, but um, this is one that like, will carry so much kind of weight as a reference for patrons and our, ourselves through the whole season. It has to have every date whether it's a matinee or not, you know, and we get people to look over that stuff um, so that we can just sell tickets. (laughs) It's just that simple. But it means a lot of planning and brainstorming and getting sort of the systems and the organization in place, which was, um, it's been busy.
0: Yeah. So this is, I mean, you've been here obviously before. I think people have seen you and stuff. But you came kind of like mid last year. Mm-hmm. Um, August. August, that's, 2021. that's right.
1: 2021. Right.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, and like right into the fire path, you know, because yeah. you were in a show then already last year. But this is kind of, so this will be your first full official season, first official full season. Yes. Um, Which is good. I mean, like, Tim and I have known each other. You and I have known each other since like, uh, what, it's like what? Four- two, two
1: two thousand. Five right? I that's can't. when I started Yeah, college. so it would be
0: 2005 yeah, because we went to Concordia University in St. Paul. Shout out to our alma mater um, I can't do that math but it's that's over. That's 17 years You're kidding. <laughs> Isn't it? That- <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just trying to think what was the last thing we did together on stage? So what oh, was your man. final year?
0: Uh, so my final show at, at Concordia which would have been In two thousand eight, was probably Pirates of Penzance, and you were in that. Yep. Uh, And we were both in that. Yeah, I because we haven't acted it together since then, right? No. Man, seventeen years. So I can't even. That's like fourteen since we've been in a show together, which is absurd. And now
1: we're playing best buds. (laughs) Yeah, leading ladies. (laughs)
0: Which can I, I say I can announce. That. I think you can say <laughs> that. Yeah, why not? Uh, which I'm like really looking forward to. Uh, Me too it's it's a farce, and God, if I don't just love farces, I mean, I just think there's something about comedy that's so much fun to do. I feel energized when I do it. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This doesn't have to turn into a what are we looking forward to the most podcast, but I do have to say that I am. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, uh, yeah, looking forward to that a lot. Yeah,
1: what else? What else is going on for the company these days?
0: Well, we're doing um, our book club, which you know you'd mentioned reading plays a bunch, and so February is also the time where we kind of get together and like pitch plays that we've all read over the past year, or <laughs> scramble to read some plays and then talk about them. Uh, it's kind of fun because you know everybody kinda keeps their ear to the ground a little bit about things that are coming out and like what's exciting to you in the theater world. Um, I mean, I think you do as much as anyone else in the company. I know Rachel does a lot too, but then, man, people come out of the woodwork with these scripts and you're like, oh, this one's good, or this one's good. Um, Yeah, and it's just kinda fun to sort of see what, uh, what everyone kinda comes up with.
1: Yeah, although I have to say, it's been a long time since I've read a play that was written in this decade. (laughs) Because most of my, like before coming back here, I was doing mostly Shakespeare and classical work. Um, So this has been a fun exercise in sort of contemporary theater
0: literacy.
1: There's, I don't know, something like that. or a lot of plays that I've heard of, but have never gotten around to because it's such the actor thing to do is well, is there a part in it for me? Uh. <laughs> um, which I'm thankfully like getting away from. Um, and yeah. just trying to read plays. Well, now it's more of like, is this a good fit for us? Or can we can we stretch? Or um, and if it's you know, and there's nothing wrong with diving into material that may not work for us, or maybe it'll work for us in five years. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting lens with which to read whether, oh, is there a part in this for me, or is there a monologue that I can get from this play that I can audition for? And it's like, well, I don't... It's not really my concern anymore yeah. at this moment.
0: Yeah, Yeah. really sort of changes the equation on that, because it is less mercenary if that's maybe the right word for yeah, it and it yeah. becomes a lot more like team player kind of thing like what's good for us what what can work for us and and our shows are so weird in that like you know it has to run for like three months mm-hmm. you like can this thing run for three months Can it, is, it, is it worth running for three months <laughs> right right um, yeah so that's that's another sort of uh, sort of thing that's going on I mean in terms of like other facets of the theater there's always like literal and figurative spring cleaning going on, mm-hmm. like the Dixon House Artist Residence was just like ransacked in, in the best of ways, like people going over there and just kind of like I mean I mean, having a house, having an apartment, you just acquire random stuff, but it's even more so as a theater where you're just like why, where, why do we have we have like 14 computer monitors and I think <laughs> maybe like two of them work <laughs> and you sort of just have to uh, tackle getting rid of that stuff, which is its own sort of job. But yeah, there's the various spring cleaning projects going on. Yeah, uh, I mean, in like,
1: well, it's gonna, in a month, the first apprentice will be moving in there. That's right. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Grace Cummings is our first apprentice. She's gonna be in uh, I'd be in Pictures, which is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, it, apprentices don't, don't come out as early, but there's a good part for her in that show. So.
1: Yeah, and then the, I don't remember how many are coming. There's at least five or six?
0: I want to say six. Who cool. will join
1: us in April? We'll see. We need a fact checker for this podcast. I know, <laughs> where's, where's our, where's our producer?
0: <laughs> Get someone in here to tell us, tell us the ah! truth.
1: Um, so, yeah, getting it ready for them to all move in when it's, when it's ready.
0: Um, yeah, you were in the I was residence until yeah. just recently,
1: and then I got I found I found an apartment which is kind of it's not impossible, but to find one in January in Lansboro <laughs> is well, I had it lined up, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the the production team also right before uh, they did what I would call like a lighting reset. Or something. Yeah. They every deal. single instrument that was hanging above in the grid, we call it, um, in the yeah. theater space, was taken down. All of the cabling. Because um, the tricky thing, and you might be able to better describe this, is that we have, I think, maybe kind of a set sort of unit of lights yeah, that are kind of shared. The rep. The rep. Rep plot. The rep plot. Yeah. So, like, they don't really move ever. We might, um, because they have to light the stage for all of the plays. Or uh, there are often two plays running in rep. That's right. Hence rep plot.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And so it's kind of a basic unit. And then anything else that a specific lighting designer wants. Um, but then, like, the circuits start to overload. Like, getting the, I don't know lighting, but <laughs> I've, I've gone up there and like help install them or take them down um and they're heavy and they're <laughs> dusty and they all needed a good cleaning like do these lamps work it was just a big spring cleaning in january just for lighting and then like reconfiguring some storage um we had paul epton come in who has done design work for us and then former company member thomas white came in to help uh just because our production team is what is it well, all of our teams are so three, four, five people yeah. at most. <laughs> um,
0: uh, did you did you go up on the ladder? Or did you just I have never G- been on
1: that ladder and I don't ever want to. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it.
0: <laughs> that's like the most terrifying part of those things is so the way our stage is set up, there are certain things we have a genie, right, which is like a it rolls around and it can lift you up and it has cherry like Cherry Pickers. Cherry pickers like kind of that's a thing. great way of putting it. Yeah. At. Yeah. And like you feel relatively safe in that. It, it. It wobbles. wobbles. <laughs> it's not going to go anywhere, but it does wobble. It does wobble, but you feel rele- like there's at least something I like could grab onto if it were to fall over. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, certain lights are only accessible via the ladder, which is like the most terrifying thing in the world. It's, a, you know, an extension ladder two stories high kind of a thing, and you're going up there just trying not to look down. Um, not my favorite job in the world, but it's good to get it taken care of. Yeah, get it done. Yeah. But yeah, that was a huge project. That was that's good. Mm-hmm. Get that squared away. Uh, Anything else? I don't know. Just marketing for everything. That's, that's all, <laughs> all on our list. It's just everything, marketing, everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, I mean, rehearsals start in just over a month.
0: Yeah, just over a month for I had to be in pictures, and then pretty quick after that for leading ladies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a long rehearsal process. Oh. No. Have you started looking at your
1: lines? I highlighted my lines.
0: <laughs> That's a big step.
1: I read it again. Um, I am in the process. I think of. I think I'm going to do this, is make note card flashcards for okay. my lines, so that I'm actually handwriting, the words that I speak. I think there's. I don't know the science behind it. This sort of neurokinesthetic thing that I believe is true of like putting words in my own handwriting and actually doing it and then seeing it instead of just looking at the highlighted portions Mm -hmm. in the script. Um, And then I can quiz myself and go on walks and be active and it's like I like to be on my feet. I like to say things out loud over and over again. And then on the front is like a phrase that cues my line. Mm -hmm. And so it also helps me learn what triggers the line. Um, there's also a lot, but there's a lot of physical stuff, I'm sure, that are, is going to be the cueing and timing, and that's what you sort of discover in rehearsal, but this is a nice sort of like self-quiz <laughs> that I can do, and I've, I've done this technique for pretty much everything I've been in for the past five years. I mean, even like playing Iago oh, okay. and stuff like that, um, so I probably won't go away from that. I don't know that I may probably won't do it for Drood, which I'm also in, <laughs> um, but we'll see. I also think it might be a procrastination thing That I do where I feel like I'm working, uh, you know, on something, funny. but maybe not actually.
0: Uh, Rachel, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rachel calls that productive procrastination, where yeah. you, you, you don't want to do something, so you try and do a few things that are still productive, but not really the big thing that yeah, you're supposed to be working well on.
1: But <laughs> I, I want to be well equipped. Um, yeah. I'm not, I, I don't plan to be off book day sure. one, but I want to be really solid on. Yeah. On that, um, or like what I want to offer.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't, sometimes it helps to come in pretty memorized, but other times there's a little bit of flexibility needed. You don't want to come in too rigid that you can't play around with it. Yeah. And I
1: mean, well, I'm in the next show right after that, so like I have to, like,
0: (laughs) I need to make sure, like, helping
1: myself (laughs) out. Ugh. I'm excited. I am very excited. Are you feeling a little overwhelmed? Uh, Yeah. Well, I'm just like, the first week, the first week I was kind of twiddling my thumbs. I mean, very few people were back. They, They took extended vacations, but you and me and Adrian, um, were back and we did some planning for the promo shoot. And then I had, um, a lot of time on my hands, kind of because I was entering a phase of like, I'm not exactly sure what I can be doing now until we all meet together and really sort of make, plan out goals and things. But then it got really busy really quickly. Yeah, it ran up <laughs> really
0: quick. Uh, the photo shoot helps that a lot. It's just, yeah, it's been very busy. It's been a very busy off-season yeah. off, off season in quotes.
1: Yeah, so we are, if you had any doubt that we weren't working, <laughs> listeners, oh, we are. We are.
0: Oh, we are. Gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to shows and whatnot, but we could talk about that more. Yeah, um, that, we got a whole year, a, yeah, whole, season of a to whole season of things chat to chat about. Um, are there, this is like, we talked maybe, uh, full disclosure, we talked maybe about doing some segments on this podcast, and so I think I'm going to sw- switch over to one of our ending Ooh, segments. An ending segment, yeah. yeah which is, yeah. which is, we were going to ask if there's anything... What what like the, What you're reading or, or watching or like what what are you into right now? Kind of you know like pop culture wise and or you know music or whatever. What are you?
1: Yeah. Can can you answer that first? Yeah. <laughs> you really know what I mean. <laughs> so like yeah. Do you want to answer? Yeah. What are you What are you taking in? What are you consuming? Consuming. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Isn't that awful? <laughs> what content what? are you consuming that um. you feel comfortable sharing?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so I did just listen to She Loves Me, which was put on, on the the table for uh, for next season or uh, future seasons as a, as a possible. It's a musical. I think there was, uh, I have no idea when it was written, but there was a revival recently, maybe 2015, 2016, yeah, on Broadway. Something like that. And I listened like to, the, to the Broadway uh, of that. That's a bit more work-related, but I did... I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, what else? I'm trying to look up a... <laughs> I listened to um, this Regina Spector album that was like my jam. I was trying to find a good oh. winter album. And it's, a, it's it's been out for a while. Um, maybe like, again, it's probably similar to like 2017 or something like that. It's called Remember Us to Life. And it was like a really good uh, winter album that... I loved. I just, like, I, you know, it's been really cold, and I haven't gone walking too much, but I was, like, I could put my headphones in and, like, go and walk and watch the snow fall or kind of, like, it very much captured this, like, mood that mm. I I think I needed, like, a winter album at the time, and this, this was, that was, like, my January uh, album, so that was really good. That was, like. Gina Specter. I mean, yeah, I hadn't listened to her in a long time. You've forgotten but, about her. Right? Yeah. And then, like, I was just, I just thought I'd look her up one day, and. Oh, it was great it was great it was really good she like you know she's still doing all this, the stuff that she does that I enjoy and this album would like hit hit me at the right time so Remember mm-hmm. Us to Life was was really good and then uh, you have mentioned this show to Rachel and, and myself and we have watched like the first four five maybe six episodes it's called The Great mm-hmm. and I mean it's really good it's it's really entertaining. It's sort of uh, about Catherine the Great. It's set in that time period, but they aren't too picky about st- making everything uh, historically correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, there's a lot of anachronisms and, and mostly, yeah. It's a great way to look back at history. I will say that. I don't want to tip too much about the show, but it's just a great way to look back at history through our eyes now. It feels very... Feels very current when being set in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. It it feels I mean,
1: uh like this is on it's on Hulu. Hulu, yeah. Hulu? Um there's I don't know if this is a trend, but uh, yeah, it's something I love adaptation. And I think it's one of my favorite things, and I should I keep saying it, and maybe one of these days I'll actually ad, adapt <laughs> something into a play. That that would be I should just do it. So I'm on the record, that's what I want to do. <laughs> Who knows when it'll happen? Yeah. But like what Kate Hamill does with uh, the Jane Aust- or yeah, yeah Jane Austen sense, stuff, sense or she you of. know she takes a lot of sort of classic literature and is writing it through a lens of today. Mm-hmm. But it's very it, it's not. I don't have any issues with masterpiece theater or kind of the BBC classic costume period adaptation <laughs> drama. You know what I mean? Which is what I would say in an ungenerous way a kind of museum piece look at whatever the work is yeah but this stuff like knows when it is being written and Mm -hmm. who is watching it uh with material that was you know hundreds of years ago right and i love that
0: yeah less concerned with accuracy and more concerned with like getting the feel of what's going on right now. Yeah, or it's like to to um,
1: it's like uh, the Baz Luhrmann Great Gatsby hmm. mm-hmm. which had very contemporary elements. Yeah. But how do you show how do you get a, a you know someone in 2015 or whatever right. to understand what that sort of obnoxious ostentatious rich like yeah, you have Beyoncé and Jay-Z playing, isn't that <laughs> you know like in those yeah. like big big scenes or um, so I love that kind of stuff. It, it, it gets interesting, is like, how does that age? Mm-hmm. Or, um, but um, I mean, I why think, not? Why yeah. not like write for now and see what happens later? Like yeah. that legacy, quit, but it's a whole other yeah. conversation. That <laughs> is a whole. You're not
0: everyone you can't write the next great American novel. Set out to write that. You got to write for no. right now. You got to write for yourself. Yeah. Or you, you know, same with the great. So the great, it's on Hulu. Uh, Got Elle Fanning. I think she plays uh, Catherine the Greatest. It's really good. And, oh, and cool. so, thank you for tipping us off to that. Yeah, now we got to finish it with yeah. you. Yeah. Because you've caught up. I know we caught up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what have you been? What have you been consuming? I am
1: consuming. Um, let me think here. Well, speaking of sort of like periods stuff, I started watching The Gilded Age, which okay. is the n- new Julian Fellowes HBO. Mm-hmm thing extravaganza um i will keep watching it i would say it is not the most nuanced uh thing okay shoot people are gonna hear you know <laughs> no like it, it, yeah I, i've heard there's like been some sort of production um that this has been, like, in the works for 10 years. Like it's been, like, trying to be pretty... Like, I think it's been passed around different companies or whatever. And, sure. And, uh, so, but it's pretty fun. I mean, it's got a lot of great talent doing with, like, the production values are ridiculous. This is... So this is what, like, late 18... Or, like, 1880s New York, I okay. think. So we're... I think it was like, the reconstruction is well in play from the Civil War hmm. uh, it's got a, It's. I don't think it's based on the works of Edith Wharton or a specific work but it's got that sort of like she's writing about the old and new money in New York that's kind of her jam um, okay. so upper class lower class new money old money um, and I want, I, I, I'm only like two episodes in it hasn't quite found its footing um Top Chef Portland just dropped on Hulu. I just watched the first episode of last night. I, I know you love obsessed. that. I know you love that. It's a little bit old. And then let's see if I can concisely say I'm listening to a fascinating book on tape right now or on audio. It is a short, slim little novel. It's only about five hours long, which is quite short for mm-hmm. a full like novel. It's called Mouth to Mouth. Uh, and how do I explain this? I'm not finished, but it starts off with this first person narrator who meets up with an old friend randomly in like a German airport and their flight has been delayed. And they haven't seen each other for 20 years. And so this friend that he runs into is like, "Oh yeah, I'll take you to the like the top lot notch lounge, which he this the narrator doesn't have access to. Um they get some food and drinks, and this friend that he runs into starts telling a story that he's never told anyone in his life, and it is a very involved story, and you don't know where it's going, but you sense that this, like, something ominous is about to happen, Mm. and, um, but the cool thing is that the book is written by, from first person, it's kind of, like, narrated, but then this narrator is reporting to the reader what the story is. You know, so it's not like everything's in quotes or anything. Sure. So it's like this layer of layer of storytelling that's happening on. And I'm listening to it. So there's like an extra kind of like (laughs) meta thing of I'm being told this story about a story being told to, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I I hope I didn't turn anyone off it. (laughs) But it's it's called Mouth to Mouth by Antoine Wilson, I believe is the author's name. It's really, I think you would really dig it. I'll give it a look. yeah. Yeah. I'll stop there. There's okay. yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, well, you read a book every other day. No, so. I not <laughs> Yeah. I saw your Instagram post. That's oh. true. All right. Well, I won't give you too much grief about that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Thanks for joining, Tim. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks again for listening. Season passes are on sale for our 2022 season as well as tickets to all of our shows. It's never too early to start looking forward to that summer vacation. You know, the B&Bs here book up pretty quick. You can find up-to-date information about all of our shows, everything going on here at the Commonweal. You can buy tickets and season passes all at our website, commonwealtheater.org. Once again, that's commonwealtheater.org. Or just give our box office a call at 800-657-7025. Once again, I'm Josiah Laubenstein. Have a great day, and we hope to see you here soon at the Common Wheel.